Many students walk through school hallways longing for change, wishing for something different. Loneliness squeezes them into the corner and nobody seems to notice. For these students, life doesn't work like it should. More than 16 million children live at risk in the U.S. That's nearly half of every elementary classroom of 30 students. Children are considered at risk if success is impossible. They long for direction, structure, and someone who cares. They are constantly impacted by other people's choices. There are at-risk children in every school, across every district, and in every community, even yours. For two decades, Kids Hope USA has been providing reliable, caring adult relationships that fill a void in a student's life. Um, I know when I go to his class to get him and when he looks up, I see that smile on his face. So I think it's just the uh, familiarity, you know, to see somebody each week, you know, that it's more of a, I guess, like a big friend, you know. I'm coming there and he knows that we're going to have some fun and, and learn a little bit and play some games and, um, and talk. Kids Hope USA introduces a new program that equips mentors with simple but effective tools that will make a tremendous difference in a child's life trajectory and will deepen their relationship along the way. My favorite part of the week is Tuesday because Tuesday I always see, I get to see my mentor. With the Life Together program, mentors will have access to online resources, tools, and support to create a tailored experience for their students while maintaining focus on the core value of building a life-changing relationship. Specifically, mentors will now be able to help students enjoy reading more, develop key life skills, and experience positive character growth. The benefit of being together for a few years is the fact that we know each other better. Just being able to share more things outside of mentoring, just really building a strong friendship and deepening our love for each other. I grew up uh, in a single parent home, six kids. I was the oldest boy. And, um, you know, my dad wasn't there, so a mentor, that's our job. I mean, we, we want to be there for them. We want to let them know, like, hey, I'm here, you have someone to talk to. I want to be your trusted advisor. And that starts at a young age. I mean, I wish I had someone, a program like this, where there was someone who I could just rely on and be honest with. In a nearby classroom, a young boy or girl sits and hopes that life will somehow go differently that someone will show up. When you do, you will soon experience the unbelievable privilege of building a relationship that will forever change a young life. And yours too. All right, good morning, River Church. This is... This is River Church Between Two Ficuses. Those are ficuses, right? Yeah, okay. That's what they told me anyways. So we are, we have kind of a special day today. We're going to be, uh, there's no sermon today, so y'all can cheer if you want. Um, but we have a special day. Easy. I see you, Andrew. Um, because we're going to be talking about our Kids Hope 
program that we do here at the River Church. And we, it's something that, uh, it's, it's kind of been in a trial phase this last year. And, uh, honestly, we just felt like it was important enough that we wanted to share it with you guys. And we wanted to kind of talk about our experiences with it. Um, so you can see what it is and hopefully join us kind of in this mission, um, that we're doing uh, through Kids Hope. And so, um, Heather, why don't you start off and tell us, uh, first off, are you guys nervous? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's different being on this side, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so why don't you guys tell, or Heather, tell us a little bit about what Kids Hope is. I know we just watched that video, but. Okay. Um, I'm Heather Stacy, and I am the Kids Hope director here at the River Church. Um, Kids Hope is a mentoring program. It's where a church partners with a school and um, our church, the River Church, is actually partnered with this school here, Whitley Road Elementary. And we will send adult members to mentor with a student for one hour a week for the school year. So it's one adult with one child for one hour a week for the school year. Um, and mentoring kind of sounds like a big word, like you're responsible for teaching them grand things. It's pretty much just playing Uno. Yeah, <laughs> that's really what it is. <laughs> Uno and picture find. Yeah. Um, you have to lose at Uno a lot because if you don't lose, to build, they get yeah. mad. Yeah, yeah you, you got to build, build them up. Yeah. Um, so. But no, mentoring is just committing to be a person there for them, just yeah. committing to show up for them for one hour a week yeah. and love on them to be an ear if they want to talk or um, in my case, to just ask questions until they will talk. <laughs> um, so it's just you making a child matter yeah. and showing up. That's awesome. Yeah. And the, and the way that we kind of uh, became involved doing this was way before we were ever actually meeting here at the church or at the, at, before Whitley Road became the River Church on Sundays, we had been doing this mentoring program. And uh, the way that we got involved was, if you guys remember us, remember hearing me talk about the art club that we sponsored at the school before we ever met here, any of that. And so the first, I met Janie Smythe, who is a counselor here at the school, and she was telling about this art club that they needed sponsoring for. And I said, that's great. We can, we can do that. But even then she said, but what we really need is a church to come in and do this program called Kids Hope. She's like, Art Club, that's great. What we really want is is a church to come in and help mentor our kids. And uh, I didn't really know much about it. We had that conversation. I kind of left and was like, you know, I mean, I'm sure you guys don't do this, but I kind of left the conversation, kind of forgot about it, right? And so um, I left and she sent me this invitation for uh, a volunteer thank you breakfast. And so I was like, oh, great, free food. I'm going to go get, get thanks for being such a great volunteer, you know. And uh, anyway, so I show up and the whole – uh, thank you breakfast was a kid's hope pitch. And so I totally got tricked into it. Right? Like she just lied to me, you know, like bait and switch on me. Um, there was breakfast that was very good. But so anyway, so go and have that. And then when I heard about what kid's hope actually is, I, I went away and was like, I called Heather and I was like, we've got to do this at the church. Like we, this is an amazing program and we get, we have to be involved in this. And so, um, that's kind of, that's kind of how we got involved. And so when we started out, we said, we want to do it on a trial basis because we could go in and this could go very poorly, you know, like this could go bad. And so we are like, we're going to go in, we're going to give it a shot with just three of us. And so Tyson and Heather were both willing to give it a shot. So the three of us have started out and mentoring, uh, this past school year. And so, but when we, when you go and get involved, it's a little bit intimidating, right? That first time you walk in, like, Fourth graders can be mean. I don't know if you guys know this, but we helped out with the school lunch the other day for Teacher Appreciation Week, and like they were mean. 
Like the kids were calling me names. Like they're calling me what was it, Caillou? Caillou. They're calling me Caillou. <laughs> if you know what Caillou is, he's he's a little bald baby, and uh, it sounds like like first graders can be mean, and so it can be an intimidating thing. But so, with that in mind, how did? Tyson, how did you feel walking in your first time, like being like, I'm going to go mentor a kid that right. might be mean to you? Yeah, so as simple and easy as Mike and Heather tried to make me feel <laughs> it was going to be, I was freaking nervous um, because it was like, not. I felt like a kid myself, so how am I going to be mentoring a fourth grader? They're probably more mature than I am in some ways. But um, going in there, it was, it was, it was, it was a little nerve wracking, right? Because you don't know what you're going to do for an hour every week. Um, definitely wanted to stay committed to it, which is overwhelming, right? For a year. Um, so I thought it was right. Um, but going in, trying to trying to just think about what what I would connect with the fourth grader about. Um, so really kind of sat down and tried to think about what I, where I was in fourth grade, what I was thinking about. Didn't have much success there. Um, so <laughs> I just showed up, um, day one with Heather, actually. Heather made it really simple for me, um, that transition because she was there to help introduce. And so we were both awkward. Um, Colton was, uh, my, no, not Heather, of course. <laughs> Heather's never awkward. I was awkward with Colton and Colton, um, is the mentor that he's a fourth grade, um, kid that, that I kind of sat with, um, for the school year. And so, she kind of helped us tread the awkward water there for a little while. Um, and since then, it's been, it's been really good, right? Cause he, if you know Colton, um, he doesn't know a stranger. So it took maybe the first meeting for us to, um, get past that hump. And then he hasn't shut up since. And <laughs> if you know me, I was there with him and I haven't shut up since either. So it's been a blast. It's, it's really been a lot of fun. Very cool. So what about you, Heather? What was it like for you going in that? Um, so when you originally asked me to direct this and I started going through all the training, I was really excited. Um, I left my classroom to stay home with my boys. So I saw this as a great opportunity to be back in a school environment, to be around teachers, around students. I was pumped. Um, got to my first day of meeting with my little friend and he popped that little bubble of confidence <laughs> and excitement. He, um, he's so sweet, but he has some walls. He, yeah. he definitely had some walls put up. So what a lot I of kids do because of the things that they've been through and yeah. life experiences. And, yeah, no, so. for sure. He, um, he had reasons for having those walls put up. So, um, me just, just thinking that, I'm going to come in and build this awesome relationship and he's going to love me and think I'm cool. Um, just didn't happen. I was like, you're so cool. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I was, um, very largely pregnant when I started mentoring him too. So I had like the waddle, the don't walk too far in front of me. Um, I was so cool. But anyways, it was really difficult at first. Um, I kind of lost my confidence. Um, but I believe in this program and I love it and I love just the mission behind it. Um, and so through a lot of prayer, a lot of going to my community, um, support from you guys like that, just having your mentor buddies that you get to rely on, um, that just really helped me to stay committed to Johnny, um, and to just keep pursuing him. Um, in my mind, it was easy for me to see to see the cost, I guess, of this and to begin to see 
hour, weekly hour as an inconvenience, um, simply because I wasn't like seeing the results as quickly as I wanted. Um, and it felt like a lot of work and it was really hard and I didn't even think he liked me. <laughs> so I was like, God, what am I doing? Um, but it was really, really, it has been really beautiful over the last entire year to just see those walls come down. Um, we're finally at a place where he just talks to me and tells me stories and laughs. And it's, it's just really, really, really rewarding. Um, and yeah, I mean, I just, I love like the growth. That sounds kind of selfish, but even with him, like, I remember when we first started meeting and he, we do highs and lows. And so I'd be like, what's your high this week, Johnny? And, um, <laughs> he's like, oh, I got in a fight. It was really <laughs> awesome. I'm like, I can't relate to that. Um, so let's talk through that a little bit. And then, um, like last month we met and I was like, Hey, do you have a high and low? And, um, his high was, he did good on some assignment and his low was that he got in a fight. His low was that he didn't handle the situation well. And so, um, I just love that. I love that it might take the full school year. It might take multiple school years, but, um, this is work and the Lord is using this time. Um, and even like, we might not even see the fruit of it, but just trusting that it so, matters. So yeah. So in the beginning it may have been hard, but as you're going through, you feel like it's made an impact. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. So what about you, Tyson? You feel like it's been impactful? Yes, absolutely. Um, so yeah. Do you want to have kids? Well, we're not there yet. Uh, <laughs> so when I was thinking about, you know, signing up and going into this, it's like an hour a week. Uh -huh. What? Like, what am I going to actually provide for this kid as right. a mentor, yeah. honestly? So I was a little bit skeptical going in. Um, I think it's, I, I believed in it. I thought it was great. I know that kids, um, especially at-risk kids, like Kids Hope is trying to focus on, need people in their lives, right? Um, but I didn't know how I could actually provide that and then how I could do that in just a, an hour a week, right? So, um, but I was totally wrong. Uh, it's, it's like a couple instances, like a standout, you know, um, Colton had gone through quite a bit this school year um, and just a lot of things that kind of um, hurt his emotions, I guess, and his, his mental state, right? And, and sometimes he was down when we would meet and, and it's really, diff I mean, I haven't had to navigate those waters. I, I was the youngest brother or, and, you know, so I didn't, I've never had to like pour into somebody that was significantly younger than I was um, in that capacity. And it was just one of those things that just an hour of time, um, God like kind of helped me focus in on just I like the imagery of a love bucket, right? And so you have your love bucket and then if you're you're loved, then once your once your love bucket fills, it overflows and then they can actually start thinking of outside of themselves, right? And loving on other people. And it just it it was my goal, you know, to try to fill up his love bucket, right? Encourage him, be there consistently to love on him even if he's down, you know, just trying to encourage and and change the narrative when we're talking if he's if he's really negative. Um and so like talking about a fight uh Another thing I had to navigate through, which I've never done. Um, so I come in. So I, I go on Thursday mornings um, right when he gets there. So he's at breakfast and we meet for an hour and then he goes to class. And um, so I come in and you have to check in at the 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 office, the front office. And all the teachers are, are in this and the staff and everything are kind of looking at me. And I was kind of concerned like, oh, no, what did I do? <laughs> um, it felt like I was going to the office again like I was 
fourth grade. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, and I turn around and, and he's right behind me. And it turns out that he had gotten in a fight that morning outside on the playground. Um, and so it's, they were debating on whether or not he was going to get mentor time. And so I was like, well, I'm fine if we don't, because I don't really know how to what I'm right. going to say during this time. <laughs> but anyway, so he, we ended up we ended up meeting up, and it was just like it was actually really like not only a, a, hopefully a time for him to feel encouraged and, and talk through and hopefully grow in that, but it really helped me too because it was like I, I I prayed about it and we we sat down. And I was like oh, I don't know what I'm going to do here, um, but we just started talking about things right and and talking about how he could have handled the situation better and just different things like that. And it really just like I mean that transitions to every aspect of my life. If I get angry angry about something like. Instead of reacting in that way, um, just what he was saying there, like, really spoke to me. And it's like, I need to take a chill pill sometimes, count to three, like we said that we were going to do, and stuff <laughs> like that. So um, that was really cool. I mean, there's also been like crazy fun times, but that's good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that, you know, we have a tendency to overcomplicate things. And so the truth of the matter is, you go in and you're thinking of a first grader, fourth grader, whatever, and you're going, What am I going to do? What am I going to spend this hour doing? How am I going to, you know, that's kind of been a theme that we've talked about. But the truth is, is that we are working with children who <laughs> they just need somebody to show up. And what I mean by that is they're, chil- they're children who don't have consistency in their lives. They don't have maybe a father figure or a strong mother figure, or, um, you know, they might live with their grandparents or whatever it is. And, and the one thing they don't have, is somebody who just shows up every day for them, you know, tells them that they are the important thing in that moment. And so by in, in mentoring, like I joke about playing Uno, that's what I do with my kid. I show up and we, we talk and we play Uno and then he just tells me about whatever he wants to tell me about. And, and I, you know, and, and it's gone from very surface level things to like him, us having conversations about fairness and, you know, like so-and-so did this and that hurt me and here's why it hurt me. And, you know, my, a particular family member was supposed to do this and they didn't and it hurt me and, and like talking through, and that's not anything that I've necessarily had to push. It's just been because you're that person that shows up. You're that person that's there when no one else is, you be, you get to be that for them. And so we overcomplicate it when really all it is, is finding an hour once a week that you can show up and be here and, and just show up. And you show up and you make a difference. And I think like even in like you talking about Heather talking about it was difficult and it was hard. And but the thing is, you kept coming and you kept showing up and you kept showing up. And and my my guy, um, he he had a hard time because he thought that he's going to go to a different school next year, and so he's thinking that that means we're not going to get to meet anymore. And so literally the last about three weeks ago, he said, Mike, don't come back anymore. I said, what do you mean? He said, don't come back next week. And I said, why? He said, because in three weeks you're not coming back anymore. And let's just don't just don't come back. And like that breaks my heart. But what that is, is a defense mechanism in a child who has had so many people leave him that he's saying, I'm going to leave you before you can leave me, right? And what I said is, oh, I'm coming back, bud. And I'm going to keep coming back and we're going to figure this out. And so we're working out a way right now that I can still see him after school next year um, because I can't go to his school that he's going to be going to, right? And so that's what we are going to do for these kids are we're going to be the people that show up, right? And so that's, that's who we get to be. Consistency is the key. And so, um, anyways, Tyler, we're going to go ahead and hit that next video for me if you can. But Kids Hope is an organization that partners churches and schools together to create a mentoring relationship with individual members 
of the church with individual students. Kids Hope has a statement, uh, a motto, if you will, that it's one child, one hour, one church, one school. If I had to tell uh, churches or encourage churches to get involved with this, I would say that it's important because we often, you know, look from over our city from the steeple and we, and we look out too far and we ignore what's just right next to us. And I think churches need to make sure they're, they're not looking too far away, but are encouraging them to look into their own shadows. This is my second year with Ismail and Ismail and I uh, meet on Tuesdays each week during lunch. And so I'll walk over and, and go into the cafeteria and I'll go and pick him up. And, and by now he's trained to where I walk into the room and as soon as he makes eye contact, he picks up this tray and we walk out. And so we'll go over and sit in one of these little areas outside if it's a nice day at these little stone tables. And we'll usually play a game while he is uh, while he's eating his lunch. And we'll talk a little bit while we're playing. You know, there, there's nothing quite like um, playing a game or doing something while you talk. It just kind of opens people up a lot. And he finishes eating and then we'll read and we'll sit down and we'll read part of this book. I bought a book earlier in the year that we're trying to work our way through. Uh, after we finish reading, we'll go and, and do something like throw a football around or go play some basketball. And we just enjoy time together and try to invest in his life and, and show him that, 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 that people uh, do love him and that do care about him and want to invest in his life. And we really want to focus on, on him as a person and as a student. So another thing that we've been talking through that's been really unique about this program is the way that we are now not just a church that's meeting in a school, but truly a church that's partnering with the school, right? And so how have you guys seen kind of the impact and connection with the school in a different way? Or has it made you look at this place differently? Um, I love it. <laughs> um, I definitely think that this is a partnership. Um to come here on Sundays has been a huge blessing. Um, but to be able to be up here throughout the week and to really get to see this facility in use as a school um, is really special. And then to be here representing our church and to be able to pour into the different things that they have going on here, um, it just kind of rounds out everything that our church is trying to do in the community. Um, the teachers show up and um, like we were talking about a minute ago, that is a consistent person for kids. Like teachers yeah. and the staff here, they show up, they pour into the kids, they are consistent, um, but they've got a classroom full of children. And so they don't have the ability to say, here is a full hour dedicated to each kid per week for me to just listen and love on just you. Um, and, and that's okay. Like they are doing their work and doing a great job. So this is a really cool opportunity for us to be able to kind of fill in those gaps. Um, you mentioned that in one of your sermons throughout James, um, just loving orphans and widows. I mean, a lot of these kids aren't necessarily orphans, but they have gaps and we can step in and fill in those gaps and be consistent and be that person that's there to just love them no matter what. And that shows up no matter what. So, um, to just partner with the teachers and doing that because they really care about the kids and they are for this, they're for this program, they're for the kids. Um, that's just grown our relationship yeah. with the staff here for sure. I mean, you feel like you're on a mission with the teachers because mm -hmm. you, you walk in and they go, Mike, I'm glad you're here. Uh, you know, Joseph had this happen today. 
I'm can't, can you talk to them about it? You know? And like, so they're like, when you come, they're ready and that you're together and you're partnered and it's, it's, it's us moving in direct. Like we're kind of feel like a round of reinforcements in a way for the teachers yeah. to come in and be, be backup because they're working their butts off and they want to pour themselves into the kids even more than they, but there's, you only have so much capacity to do so. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You only have so much and like everybody has like a limit. And so we can be, um, some reinforcements. And so, um, with, with that in mind, let me ask you guys this. How have, you know, we're coming from three different perspectives, right? So, um, family, mom to three, mama three, hardworking man, pastor. <laughs> um, so we all have very different schedules and life situations. How have you guys been able to, because I can already, I can already hear it as we're talking through this in your brains. I can feel it out there. That's great. But where am I going to get an hour? That's great, but I can't do it. That's great, but you know. And so uh, I have a saying about excuses that I can't say from the pulpit up here. Um, but so Tyson, how have you? How have you been able to um, navigate yeah. filling this hour? In? Because I mean, your your boss won't just let you take an hour out of the middle of the day, right? right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely, or, or will he? Well, uh, come work. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, it's it was it was that was a challenge, right? To um, just think because it's prime time. That's prime real estate right there. Yeah. School school days from seven to three. I work uh, just a, a corporate job, so that's normally when I'm at work. Um, and so it was it was kind of a challenge to try to work with um, my leadership as well as the school and stuff to try to figure out a time that would be beneficial for everybody and that would work the best. And it. It, it was a challenge in my mind, but as soon as we started to have that conversation, it was so easy. Um, you know, I come at 745 um, to meet with Colton and leave by 845, drive about 15 minutes to 20 minutes um, to work. And that um, puts me up at around nine o'clock. I'll work an hour through lunch or work an hour afterwards um, on that Thursday. And then it's it's done. It was it was really easy. And it's actually a super encouraging conversation to have with my boss uh, about it, because from their perspective, um, he really liked the thought of having somebody that he's trying because, I mean, he's a mentor for me and he's trying to grow me and that I'm also trying to give back and grow others. Right. And so it was an, a really encouraging conversation. In fact, they would ask about it um, and they would and they and That's he would cool. talk to me about it and stuff like that. And so it, it was a really encouraging moment. And then also. Um, with the, the school here, um, his teacher was so flexible. Um, all we had to do is communicate. So as soon as I signed up for this, I started a new role or kind of a new role and I started travel a lot at work. So I was like out of, out of, um, Texas, like at least once a month. And so of course that would happen. That's yeah, how it right. goes. Yeah. Um, but it was so, it was so easy to work through that. Um, most weeks we try to, I'm, I'm pretty sure I met every week. So I would just, shift my days, right? I would go to Monday or Friday to kind of accommodate my travel schedule. Um, and, and then it worked well. Um, and it was really easy to work with that, with his teacher. And, and they were super flexible because like you said, um, I really like that we're on mission with the teachers and we're trying to push in the same direction. So anything that, um, conflict for me that came up, they were more than willing to be flexible. Um, so that way we could still have that hour because they saw the benefit of, of meeting for an hour. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, uh, it's, it's a pretty cool thing to go to your boss and say, Hey, I need a little extra time off if I can, because I want to go pour into a child in need. Like that's, that's good on a resume, right? Like that might help you out a little bit. So, uh, so it's not, it's not the worst reason to uh, get a little extra time off. But, um, and so Heather, what about you being a mom of three? That's kind of crazy. You can't bring the kids up here and just let them in circles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so scheduling has been tricky. Last fall, I only had my two boys. And so um, I would drop them off at a friend's house 
and um, they would just hang out and play. And I would come up here in the afternoons. Um, once we had our third little guy, he came in December. And side note, I <laughs> um, I remember praying that I would not go into labor during my mentor hour and like just torment my child, you know, like send him even further from me. He's just scarred. Yeah, yeah. no connection. This, this was the wrong direction here. <laughs> um, but thankfully, our third little guy, Quinn, came during Christmas break. And so I, I had those couple of weeks to figure out a schedule um, because it's hard to drop three kids off with a friend who has their own kids. So that's a lot of kids for one mom to watch. And then if one of my kids got sick, it meant I had to find out new plans. So I remember just talking to my husband and I was like, I'm stressed. I don't know what to do. This matters, but I don't know how to figure it out. And I was like, I, I just, I need help. And so um, we just decided that like Johnny is a priority to me. And so he's a priority to Colin. And, um, so Colin starts one of his work days later and it's a Friday, um, unless like the school is doing something and I need to switch days, but Colin goes into work later on Friday so that he can stay home with our boys and I come mentor. Um, yeah. And so, I mean, it's been, it's tricky and there's always those reasons to think like, oh, okay, I could be sleeping in if Colin is <laughs> staying home an extra hour or, yeah. um, him going in an hour later means he's coming home an hour later, but it's worth it. And it's been really neat to see the Lord bless the commitment it, of that. It's, it just becomes a priority. Like you said, yeah. that's, that's the thing. And it's, it's funny because when you start out, it doesn't necessarily feel that way. It's sort of like something you're deciding to do and like any discipline we decide to do, it's, there's some difficulties in the beginning, but as you get into that relationship, like it's easy to make it a priority, you know? And like, I'm excited about hopefully bringing my guy into my family and making him a part of our family and him see, you know, maybe what a healthy family looks like. And so it, it just becomes priority. And so, um, yeah, so we're, we're excited about this program, aren't we guys? And, um, I believe that you touched on that talking about through James, like, I believe that this is, Really something that's just a biblical mandate, honestly, is that we would be, and we talked about this a few weeks ago in our, what it was an orphan sermon, but that the church is, we say all the time, the church is the hope of the world. Well, what does that mean? It's, it's not just me getting up here and giving a speech once a week and that's great, but the hope of the world because we get to go be a part of God using us to change the world. And this is, uh, right now, this is how the river church has an opportunity to change our little world right here. And so uh, we believe that this is something God has called us to, and we hope that that many of you guys will um, consider joining us and being a part of this um, as a church. This is being a pastor. I joke about this, but it's legitimately how I feel sometimes. You you don't know a lot of times if what you're doing makes a difference. You know, you're just living life. You're doing your thing. You're hoping that teaching, preaching, discipleship. You're like, I hope it works. I hope it's going well. I hope. But like spiritual growth is something that you can't necessarily always see on the outside, right? But this is, this hour a week that I go and spend with Joseph is like the one hour a week that if I'm having an awful week, if I'm having an awful day, if I feel like I haven't been productive, if I feel like I haven't, whatever, it's the one hour a week that I walk into that I know that I'm making a difference with my life that day. And so this is an opportunity for all of us to, to do that. I believe that it just showing up, you, you can make a difference. And there's a quote that um, Heather shared with us that I want to tell you about. Um, that, that the, it's like one of Kids Hope's mottos, and especially in light of all the tragedies we've been seeing recently, is that it's a, from Frederick Douglass. It says, it's far easier to build strong kids than rebuild broken men. 
And that's what we want to be a part of. It's far easier to build strong kids than to rebuild broken men. And uh, I think we've probably all seen that in our own lives, the scars that, that we carry with us. And we want to be a part of maybe healing some things before they get broken. And so uh, we just ask you to join us in that. And uh, with that said, Heather, why don't you tell us a little bit about next steps? How can people, how can the River Church folks get involved in, in this? Yeah. Um, so we've been talking about the mentoring component of Kids Hope because it is a mentoring program. Um, if you are at all interested in being a mentor, learning more about that hour, everything else that it entails, um, you have a communication card that's right in front of your chair. If you will just fill that out with your name, email, phone number, we are going to be having some more informational meetings and then eventually some trainings um, to get ready for next school year. So we definitely have some time, but go ahead and fill that out so that we can contact you and get the ball rolling on this. Put, a, put um, on there something about Kids Hope. Yeah, right right yeah. on there, Kids Hope. Um, there are other ways to get involved too. So maybe coming up to a school can absolutely not happen during your day or week. Um, we do prayer partners. We have special events. Um if you are interested at all in this program and want to come alongside us, come alongside the river and just pour out into this community, go ahead and fill out your communication card because yeah. we can always find a way for can, you to serve yeah, here. We can, we can find a role. There's prayer partners. There's, I mean, there's, there's a plethora of ways that you can serve and be a partner in this. I mean, it, it worked. And I, I just want to, um, I mean, you, you're right. Like some ways it is just impossible. And so, but you can still be a part of it, even if it's just through prayer. And I want to say this, man, I, I challenge, um, we want everybody to be involved in this. So it doesn't matter where you are, young, old, male, female, there's a role for you in here. But I want to specifically speak to our men and say that these kids need you. Um, there's the, one of the biggest problems that we have is fatherlessness and they need strong male role models in their lives. And so, um, there's specific kids that they have picked out that they go, he needs a guy in his life and you can be that guy. Um, and, and so it's not, and it's, it's, they partner you with a specific kid. So it's not random. It's like, we feel like this kid would be a great fit with this man or this kid would be a great fit with this woman. And so it's, it's very specialized in that sense. And so, uh, um, just want to speak to the man, man, we challenge you, come on, give it a shot. And, uh, and if you're thinking, I can't do this, um, to anybody, men, women, you're thinking, I can't, I can't do this. I can't be part. Trust us. We didn't feel like we could do it either. And yeah, here we are. So, you know, here we are. And so with that said, thank you guys for just taking the time and listening. I know you didn't really have much of a choice, but, uh, we're grateful for you. And, uh, I'm going to pray. And then, uh, Joel's going to come up and, uh, close us out today. God, I love you. Thank you for, for who you are. God, thank you for, the opportunity that, that the three of us have had this last year to get to know these three uh, young men. Like it has been truly an honor and a privilege to be a part of their lives and hopefully continuing going forward. God, I pray that you would make this a powerful ministry of our church that we could um, in a very real and tangible way be a part of changing the future um, for kids in this area. God, we love you. In uh, Christ's name we pray. Amen. Hey Amen. Let's give them a round of applause. That's not easy getting up in front of people. Hey, uh, this was very encouraging. Uh, There's two things that really stood out to me. One was something that this guy said in the video. He said, it's really easy for churches to kind of look out from their steeples at the world and miss who's right here in front of us. And there is no doubt that God has put us in this school for a reason. And so 
That's really awesome. And the other thing that was encouraging to me specifically was Tyson's boss is my boss. So I was a little nervous about going to him and asking him. <laughs> so that, that's pretty exciting. So yeah, I haven't signed up. I'm signing up. Uh, and we want to just kind of give you a few moments. We're going to play a video. And if you haven't signed up uh, using that communication card, go ahead and do that while this video plays. Afterwards, we'll have a time of offering and then we'll be dismissed. But uh, you guys go ahead. Students who are at risk um, are normally at risk either emotionally or psychologically. We see it in school, in their academics, their behavior, or their attendance. And normally something has happened in their family, maybe a family change, um, it could be a broken home, it could be something tragic that has happened. Um, so normally that's what we consider at risk. One of the things that the states look at is the number of students not reading on grade level by that age, and that determines the number of beds that may be needed in prisons in the future. Kids Hope is a program that identifies church members and partner them with students at the school, and the program is set up to where the mentor comes one day a week for one hour and have a one-on-one -on -one, um, relationship with the child. It's not a particularly structured time, but they do have activities uh, that they can do one-on-one -on -one with the student. It's truly about the relationship, and that's really the key behind Kids Hope and its success at school. I think that there's so many kids that uh, that need this, that don't have it. Again, we don't we don't know the family situations. We don't know what's going on in school. We have absolutely no idea what's going on behind the scenes, but we do know that there's a lot of kids that need this program. And to just spend an hour every single week is not that big of a uh, a commitment. Um, you do have to be willing to show up, but most people can find an hour in the week to do it. A picture is worth a thousand words. What I see is when that child looks at that mentor and sees them, the smile that's on that child's face, I mean, that is really special to see the impact that these mentors are making with these children because I think that child is looking and saying, this is just for me. This, this person is here just for me. When you look back on this experience, it will be one of the most rewarding experiences that you will ever have in your entire life. As they go through life, this will be a memory that they will take with them forever of the difference that they made in that life of that child.